This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Wednesday, December the 15th and our top story today contains information that some may find distressing and upsetting. It also isn't suitable for young children. A man who killed two women in Tunbridge Wells more than 30 years ago and abused almost 100 bodies at mortuaries in the county has been told he'll die in prison. David Fuller murdered Wendy Nell and Caroline Pierce in 1987. When the now 67-year-old was arrested at his home in Heathfield in East Sussex last December, police uncovered evidence of more horrific crimes carried out in hospitals where he worked as an electrician. Today, victim impact statements have been read out during the sentencing hearing at Maidstone Crown Court. One called him a repugnant evil monster. The mother of Fuller's youngest victim, a nine-year-old girl, said to him directly, you raped my baby. She couldn't say no to the dirty 66-year-old man who was abusing her body. I feel guilty. I left her there. I will not enjoy my life again. Her death was unfair and heartbreaking, but it was a natural thing that I was starting to come to terms with. This unnatural sick pain I will never get over. And the daughter of his oldest victim, who was 100, said she'd had sleepless nights since finding out of the violation, adding, It's like we have lost her all over again. My mother should have been safe in the mortuary, and she wasn't. A statement was also read out on behalf of the mother of Wendy Nell, one of the two women killed by Fuller. It said Pamela has not had a good night's sleep since her daughter's death and freezes when men go near her. She added, Sometimes I get to the stage where I don't want to live but I carry on. Caroline's mum said in another statement, my thoughts often return to the fact she must have been absolutely terrified when he took her life. And the fact the next morning he would be able to return to normal life with his family, but for us, normal life would never be the same again. Well, the judge today handed Fuller two whole life sentences for the murders and 12 years for the necrophilia offences to run concurrently. We've been getting reaction from outside court. This is Chief Superintendent Paul Fotheringham. We are uh, delighted with the sentence. Uh, the seriousness of the offending um, has, uh, has been recognised by the judge to get uh, two whole life tariffs when there are so many, so, so little of those um, across the country demonstrates the seriousness of the offending. Not just the, uh, the murders um, uh, from uh, 34 years ago. It's the 34th anniversary of Caroline's body being found today. Um, and this has been living with the family, uh, the families for the last 34 years, as if it, as if it had just happened. The mortuary offences just demonstrate what a monster this man is. Um, and the judge described him as a vulture picking over the bodies of the dead. Um, I can't find any other adjectives to describe him, describing the contempt I have for him uh, because of the impact that we had, that it's had on those individuals and the families. But, but the number of people going to be impacted by it for the rest of their lives, with memories of their loved ones, we're talking hundreds if not thousands of people impacted by it, is one of the worst serious, serial offenders that we've ever seen. Um, in this country uh, and you will never see the light of day again which um, me and my team are absolutely delighted with. 
Azra Kamel died after falling from the A21 between Sevenoaks and Tunbridge in July last year. Fuller abused her body while it was at Tunbridge Wells Hospital. Her mother, Nevers, has been speaking following the sentencing. Justice has been served for those families that lost and had their children murdered. And first and foremost, that's the most important thing. I personally don't feel, and I'm going to be very blunt, very honest, that three months for my daughter being vaginally penetrated, three months for my daughter being anally penetrated, and three months for my daughter being orally penetrated, on three occasions, is fair and just. Maybe you have families, have children, this is not fair and just. It's not acceptable. She was worth more than that. People that sell drugs or have Class A drugs on them have a larger sentence. It's a disgrace and I'm more than disappointed. But our Lady Justice is a superstar. I heard her, I watched her. She was an incredible woman and she delivered what she could. But the law has to change. And a joint statement has been released by Kent MPs Greg Clark, Tracy Crouch, Helen Grant, Laura Trott, Tom Tugendhat and Helen Waitley. This is what it says. We are relieved that Fuller will spend the rest of his life in prison for his unspeakable crimes. Fuller, from his sexual depravity, brutally extinguished the lives of two young women and has devastated the lives of their families as well as those of the dozens of women and girls whose dead bodies he violated. No British judge has ever before had to pass sentence on such a set of crimes and we applaud the trial judge for the words she used and the whole life sentence she has imposed. Although Fuller will end his life in prison, the sentence cannot relieve the grief of the families of his victims. There is now much unfinished business. First, to learn how Fuller was able to commit his crimes undetected for so many years, to put right the faults that allowed it and to hold to account those responsible for them. Second, the maximum sentence allowed by the law of only two years imprisonment for each of these heinous crimes of the sexual abuse of dead bodies must be raised significantly. Today, in the House of Lords, Baroness Noakes will move an amendment to the Police Crime Sentencing and Courts Bill to increase the maximum sentence to 10 years for each offence. Third, victims' families must receive the counselling and support they need to come to terms with the shock of the news that they heard for the first time only 10 weeks ago. We welcome the public inquiry that will be led by Sir Jonathan Michael. It must be comprehensive, unflinching and transparent. It must give victims' families their say and to hear from everyone whose evidence is relevant. We will support our constituents through the inquiry and hope that it provides a basis for all the reforms that are needed. Nothing will ever undo the horror and heartbreak that Fuller has caused the families of the victims, but we can and must be certain that no other family ever has to endure what they are experiencing. We'll have more reaction in tomorrow's podcast. You can also read this story today at Kent Online and you'll be able to watch a video report on Kent tonight. It's on from 5.30 and you can also see it on the website. 
Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today and armed police have been called to Sittingbourne following reports of a woman being attacked. A man is said to have threatened officers who arrived at the property on Merston Road yesterday before leaving with a knife. No medical treatment was needed and detectives are still trying to track down the suspect. Police have released a computer-generated image of a man they want to speak to after a woman was sexually assaulted on a bus in Dover. She was travelling between Acliffe and Whitfield last month when she was approached by a man who pulled her hair and touched her back. You can see the picture and a description of what the suspect was wearing at Kent Online. An Ashford man accused of tying up and assaulting a pensioner has refused to leave his cell for a trial. A jury at Maidstone Crown Court has seen video footage from a police officer's body-worn camera showing the moment the victim was discovered bound to a chair and lying on her side. She'd been there for three days. Billy Williams, who's 28 and from Smarden Road, denies the charges and the trial continues. Detective investigating a fight at a Tesco store near Sevenoaks have released CCTV images of five people they want to speak to. You can see those pictures on the website today. Some of the shop's stock and security equipment was damaged when violence broke out between two groups of men on Asia Way in Riverhead. The very latest on COVID now and from today you need a COVID pass to get into some venues after the idea was approved by MPs during a vote last night. It's to try and reduce the spread of the new Omicron variant and you'll need to be fully vaccinated to get one or show proof of a negative test. You'll need one to get into nightclubs, football stadiums and concert venues. But they have been rather controversial, as some say they go against civil liberties. Well, last night, 100 of the Prime Minister's own MPs voted against the idea, including representatives from Ashford, Gravesham, South Thanet, Tunbridge and Morling and Chatham and Aylesford. This is all part of Plan B, which has already seen the wearing of face masks made mandatory again in public places and to work from home if you can. With just 10 days to go until Christmas, the hospitality industry is very concerned about the effect it'll all have on them. We've heard about a number of venues suffering from cancelled office Christmas parties, for example. Well, it was discussed on the lowdown on our Facebook Live last night and joining Phil on the show was Neil Lomas, who's general manager of Leaf Hotels, which has three venues in East Kent, and Jay- Amy Clark from the Dead Pigeon Pub in Rochester. Neil, I guess we'll jump straight in with you. In terms of cancellations, have you been seeing many this year? What are you expecting in the lead up to Christmas? Um, we hadn't until this last weekend. Um, until we went into Tier 4 last week, um, we were doing quite well. It was looking quite healthy for Christmas, but now we are seeing sort of parties cancelling because of the fear and a lot of big companies are cancelling because of their, I I can understand their corporate responsibility. Um, And we're seeing parties cancel because members of their party have come down with COVID. So, you know, we are seeing on average, sort of about 30, 40 people a day cancelling throughout the month. I mean, just for those viewers who, who don't know what it is you do, Neil, just tell us a little bit about your business. Okay, I'm group general manager for a small hotel group in Kent. We have three hotels based in Canterbury, Dover and Folkestone. And sort of Christmas for us is a key period. Um, Christmas parties are a big, a big sort of revenue stream for us. And it sets us up for really the first three months or the last quarter of the financial year, which is January, February, March, when sort of, you know, we go into our sort of off season, so to speak. And December helps us get through there. And right now we are struggling. We're not struggling, but we are going to be suffering. 
you feel that you'll be suffering more than you did last year? How does it compare to where we were this time 12 months oh, ago? It's, I mean, last year we didn't have anything. Um, we sort of had to shut up shop and sort of Christmas Day last year, we were fully booked in with one of our hotels has a Marco Pierre White Steakhouse and that was fully booked. Um, and sort of obviously with all the restrictions, we everybody cancelled, obvious reasons. So on Christmas Day last year, as they come, couldn't come to us, we literally sort of took Christmas Day lunch to them. So everybody was booked. We did them Christmas hampers and took those out on Christmas Day. I think we did about 67 deliveries on Christmas Day last year. That's so fun. that was great. So people still had a Christmas. Um, and I'm hoping that we don't have to do the same this year. Jamie, uh, I'll bring you in. Good evening to you. Um, what's this Christmas looking like for you? I don't know if the, the, the term of cancellations quite applies in your business. Just tell us about the situation where you are. Uh, we've noticed, like, uh, some, like, let's say some people were booking a table of 10. That's now each day becomes a table of nine, table of eight. And then on the day, it's a table of five. So we're not seeing any cancellations as of yet but we are seeing people like parties being less than what they originally booked in on um week last weekend was really busy strangely but during the week we saw numbers drop off people visiting in but throughout lockdown we uh offered a takeaway service and we anticipate that that's probably going to increase as people try and stay at home uh, before the Christmas period. Elsewhere, a Kent primary school is facing calls to shut early for Christmas after recording almost 50 cases of coronavirus. 45 pupils and four members of staff at St Stephen's Juniors in Canterbury have tested positive. But despite concerns from parents, they've told us in an email the school will remain open and continue with its live Christmas productions. Bosses say year group bubbles are being reintroduced to reduce mixing, along with heightened ventilation and hygiene measures. And there was another fiery exchange between the Prime Minister and Labour leader at Prime Minister's questions over Covid earlier. Sir Keir Starmer accused Boris Johnson of being the worst possible Prime Minister at the worst possible time. Mr Johnson has accused the opposition of playing party politics. An emergency COBRA meeting will take place later to discuss the ongoing pandemic and the coronavirus vaccine maker Moderna is hoping to test an Omicron-specific version by the new year. Its chief medical officer insists boosters are offering a decent level of protection against the latest variant though the kent online podcast with ball in maidstone around fifteen thousand pounds worth of mobile phones have been stolen from a shop in sittingbourne doors were smashed during a break-in at the sex store in the forum shopping center in the early hours of monday police are looking through cctv footage as they try to trace the suspects a development planned for farmland near canterbury has been criticized by people living nearby who say it doesn't respect the countryside developers want to put 30 affordable homes on a site off shamsford street in Char- and claim it'll have a positive effect on the community and local economy. But locals are concerned about extra traffic and pollution. It'll be discussed by a planning committee in the new year. The Home Office has confirmed plans to use a former Ministry of Defence site in Thanet to process asylum seekers from next month. The fire training centre in Manston closed last year after services were outsourced to another company for more than £500 million. The government wants to turn it into short-term accommodation for people who cross the channel in small boats.
This is one of our most read stories today. It's been revealed that Dartford has the highest rate of homelessness in Kent, with one in every 172 people without permanent accommodation. That puts it ninth highest in England outside of London, according to figures from the charity Shelter. Across the county, Swale has the second highest rate, followed by Medway and Gravesham, while Folkestone and Hythe is lowest. Well, it's feared more people could end up on the streets as support during the pandemic is cut. The government says tackling homelessness is an absolute priority. Ruth Ehrlich is policy manager at homeless charity Shelter. We all know that a shoddy hostel room or even a freezing cold doorway is just not not a place to wake up to on Christmas morning. And what we're now really worried about is that with COVID protections lifted, that thousands more people risk joining them. Underpinning this um, homelessness crisis is a lack of genuinely affordable social homes. But we know that this Christmas and you know the past two years in particular have been really difficult for people throughout the pandemic. Things like Everyone In and the eviction ban really kept people safe in their homes um, over the worst of the pandemic. But those protections have now lifted and we're really seeing the impact of that. This winter, I mean, throughout the year, but especially this winter, the work of our frontline staff is so critical. We knew that the pandemic would trigger a rising tide of evictions and homelessness. And we're now really starting to see the reality of that through our services. We're hearing from thousands of people, families, older people who are homeless or on the verge of losing their home. Kent Online reports. Hundreds of potentially dangerous trees are going to be cut down near Moat Park in Maidstone. About 270 were infected with something called ash dieback. It's an incurable fungal disease which puts them at risk of falling down. Part of the A20 Ashford Road will have to be closed while the work's carried out over the next couple of months. A celebrity football match is going to be taking place in Kent this week to raise money for the Street Soccer Foundation. It was set up in 2015 and helps to improve the lives of vulnerable young people with the aim of reducing the number who end up homeless. Trained coaches go into schools to deliver football sessions and classes to boost self-confidence and improve behaviour. Founder Keith Mabbott says there are some really big names coming together on Friday. We've managed to get amazing support for, right across the celebrity circuit. You know, we, like you mentioned about the t- types of people, we've got James Arthur, the former X Factor winner, We've got Jamie O'Hara, obviously talk sport, former footballer, um, yeah, the singing dentist. I mean, it's literally actors, former professional footballers, you know, reality TV stars. They've all come together to show their support with the foundation and the work that we do. So it's predominantly going to support our Academy flagship programme, which goes all across the country. But specifically in Kent, we want to get our schools programmes up and running as well, because the schools projects have been... Um, a bit difficult with obviously the COVID situation. So we're really keen to do more for disadvantaged young children across the county of Kent. They can come to the stadium literally from six onwards. There's a chance to meet the celebrities on the pitch. Um, So we've made that as a ticketed affair. Um, So there's a chance for children and everyone else to get their selfies, which they all love. Um, I mean, I'm amazed at this social audience that these guys have got. I mean, it's multi-million, so it's incredible. The game will be at Maidstone's Gallagher Stadium. A Kent Cricket Club is planning on going to extreme measures to try and stop thieves targeting them by installing AstroTurf, which is blue. Fake grass at the ground in Upchurch has previously been ripped up while their batting nets were also taken. It's hoped the blue grass will be less appealing to criminals. And despite the previous thieves being caught on CCTV, 
TV, we're told no arrests have been made. And an historic seafront lift in Ramsgate has been sold at auction today for £31,000. The Grade 2 listed Western Undercliff lift hasn't been used for a number of years, but used to take people from near the sea to the promenade above. Auctioneers had expected it to reach around 20000 Kent Online Sport. Cricket and Kent Zach Crawley won't be part of the England team for their second Ashes test. He's been training with the squad in Australia, but also missed out on playing in the first game, which England lost. The next match will be a day-night clash using a pink ball and is due to get underway in the early hours of tomorrow, our time. That's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site by subscribing at kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Whilst you're on the site today, you can find out which campsite in Kent has been rated the best for a winter getaway and you can see how much the UK's most expensive biscuit will set you back. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches.